But I'm really wanting the Holy, well, I say I'm wanting, I'm desiring to do what he wants, say what he wants. And um, so it may come as exhorting, it may come as preaching, and it may come as teaching. I'm not really sure. I'm just, I'm open, whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. So um, just recapping on episode lesson 13 on the gifts, ministries of the Holy Spirit. Um, I went back and uh, I listened to it because last week I was I was with the nursery babies. Man, y'all got some awesome babies. I can't wait till more people have babies. Man, listen, I, I didn't really like it, but I mean, not like it, like not like the kids, but I was just kind of scared of them because I haven't been around babies in a while, and I know some are uh, new grandparents out there, and some are new moms, and some are expecting. But I'm telling you, when you hang out with a, uh, a babies and little ones, as I'm beginning, especially around newborn and about five, you really can discover the nature of God. And this is how. The Bible declares that we are to have faith as childlike faith. And I'm telling you, when I hang out with like Amelia and all the other ones, uh, and Gabs, you know, our all celebs, winners, kids, babies, I'm telling you, their faith is so high and they are so confident because what they'll do and what they say just cracks me up. Gabs is fully persuaded that her mom is coming. <laughs> and I say all the time, yes, your mom is coming. <laughs> and so uh, I was just thinking about how, you know, sometimes we get wind, wound up about faith and the gifts of the spirit and how things operate and how it needs to work. But tonight, I just want you to do this. I want you to um, stir up your faith. But I want it to be like childlike faith. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was just kind of hanging out with the Holy Spirit, and I was talking about some things. And then he reminded me of how children are. That's why I'm saying this is. And one of the things, the characteristics of babies and kids is when you ask them a question and they say, just because, you be like, well, how do you know? Because. And I'll be like, okay. And so... When I was hanging out with the Holy Spirit, I was talking to him. And so I already asked if I could share this with you because it's kind of private, but I thought this it was a good lesson because it really was a lesson of faith for me. It was like, Carolyn, I was like, what, Holy Spirit? He's like, do you believe me? I said, yes. He said, how do you know? And the craziest thing I said, I don't know, just because. <laughs> And so I felt like that was powerful because I never said that before. But he was like, that's, I was like, that's good. Because that's how we get over there in faith. And sometimes when we are um, working these things out in our lives and even in our hearts, sometimes we need to just be like a child and be like, how do you know? Just because. Amen. So I'm going to pray that the reality of God's spirit and his word and how the gifts of the spirit becomes a reality to us all um, 
as we're trying to, to navigate how to move and, and yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit to do not only what we're called in grace to do, but what he's empowered us to do without fail. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you that tonight, this night is the night that you're on display, God, that you uh, will operate in such a way because, Holy Spirit, you're our teacher, you're our counselor, and you reveal all truth. So it's nothing that I could even say that can magnify or even uh, expound on what you're going to say and do through me. So I come before you with great confidence, knowing that, Holy Spirit, I believe in your power. I believe that as I declare and speak your word tonight to your people, Lord, that they will receive. And, Lord, that revelation knowledge will be given to all men for the profit with all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So uh, the recap points that... Um, that I got when uh, I went back through listening to Pastor Ziggy. Um, he came out of Ephesians 4 and 7 and 1 Corinthians 12 and 1. So one point, if you're taking notes, or these are my re recaps or points that I uh, believe that were helpful. It says, one of them was, you don't choose your destiny. You discover your destiny. By the journey. So I put in quote like a little note that says to discover equals journey. And the reason why I said it because there's two different things. One is a destination, right? That means the journey. And to discover is to reveal something. So we have to allow um, what we're doing, the gifts, the ministries, and the Holy Spirit to allow the spirit to reveal to us and to discover as we're on our journey in Christ. That means what we do when we in ministry, as we come together in your personal walk and your fellowship with the Lord, the Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and even as our brothers and sisters, that all plays a part. So, um, the other thing was spiritual gifts are for us, for us, every one of us, to function in the body. Uh, that was one of the things Pastor Z said. We were built, and then I put a slash, created for a purpose. So each one of us are created, and we were built for a purpose. I thought um, when he said built, that, made, that was really awesome because... We all are built different, right? <laughs> so um, different sizes, different, you know, uh, we come from different backgrounds, different nationalities, but it doesn't matter. And he had made a point about that. And toward the end, he was, boy, punched me in the gut about, you know, our backgrounds. And, you know, I feel like uh, the power of God is breaking chains off our minds on even from our backgrounds. It has nothing to do with it. So I was like, well... No more black jokes. Nah, I'll probably still make some. <laughs> Pastor Ziggy makes Mexican Puerto Rican jokes, so I can too. <laughs> Amen. So, as the body, though, so um, he talked about the measure, the grace 
faith. It helps with our vocation in which we are called to. And so um, I want to expound about it, but we'll kind of go into it, the measure. Um, it's in Ephesians 4. We're going to talk about that. Um, the grace and the faith. So um, then he talked about um, vocation. Um, vocations which we are called to. So vocation I wrote down is a spiritual skill, an endowment. It's like, amen. The next point he brought out was we can't be jealous with our sisters and brothers because God uses us. Uh, let me say that again. We can't be jealous with our sisters and brothers because God uses them on a greater level or measure. I thought that was good, too. I was like, <laughs> now I was at work typing, doing this. I was like, man, Rhonda, can't be jealous of you. I never was. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I pick her, Rhonda, because she's, she's my sister. I love Rhonda. The other one is God, uh, he which is the Holy Spirit wants to share his divine nature. He pointed on that, and he pointed on he. As I was listening to Lester Summerall, too, I was like, come on, Pastor, you This phone is, I mean, this phone, this is kind of going out a little bit. I don't know if this the battery or what. It's kind of going out, in and out. Okay. So um, the Holy Spirit wants to uh, to reveal and share his divine nature with us. If we are believers and we are, um, if we are believers, we, and we all have his divine nature on the inside of us. And you know you have it just by being born again. I want to clear that up. Um, being baptized with it is something uh, extra else. So when we are out, Preaching the gospel. That's why, you know, being born again is important. You come into that, that um, revelation that we are born, our spirit is being reborn. And uh, it was the thought from the beginning that we be revealed his divine nature. And that divine nature is connected to the glory. Amen. Amen. I'm getting happy already. So um, one of the examples about the measure, the grace, and the function on the higher level, he repeated, was Billy Graham uh, about the winning of the lost. So I was like, man, I can find myself there, especially when we go to outreach. Some of us, and even at the hospital, some of us, we're going to have a different uh, measure of the grace working. And that's what he expounded on. I thought that was good. So um, here in a bit, probably later on, um, the Lord revealed how that kind of works and how we can work together with that. Because sometimes... Uh, we're discovering and on the journey and even this is what really the Holy Spirit was showing me for the body of our body as Winners Church that we really need to grab a hold of that rev this revelation that we're going to talk about or this understanding the point pastor was making because it's going to help us work together. The Bible says that we co-labor with the Spirit 
So that means we know that if you go to Winner's Church, we are all called to labor with one another. That's part of our vision. That's part of our goal, right? But if we don't understand or see each other by the Spirit and how your grace and uh, somebody else's grace work together, then you're going to reject, and we've been doing it anyway, kind of where we have. Sorry, guys. I'm guilty. We didn't understand and that's what Corinthians 12 talked about, being not ignorant of spiritual things. That's a spiritual thing. Not understanding how our grace differ but work together to profit with all. So that means it doesn't matter if, so we at Outreach, we, we, we do goals. And I'm kind of looking at it different. The goal is not to say, ooh, you did less. It's really two things is working. To get yourself out there to shoot, because what does our goal say? We were born to win, but to be a winner, you must to what? Plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. So that's one of the things that we're doing out there in outreach. The other thing is you getting out there in faith with one common goal. And when we go out to outreach in um, Bricktown, it's to save the lost. When they go to the hospital, they go and to heal the sick. So there's definitely going to be some that's going to operate in a greater measure and grace. So you don't have to feel bad. If you win one to the Lord, come on. Because Lester Summerall, he made a point. He was like, some of y'all, God don't want you sitting up in church 50 plus years. And then you like, oh, praise God, I'm born again. I've been saved for 50 years, and you've led now one person to the Lord. Now, who, I mean, what is the Lord going to say on that great day? Yes, you made it in. You made it. But did you bring anybody with you? No, he probably won't say that. But (laughs) (laughs) Sister Carolyn's saying that, but that's something to think about, though. I mean, because we said we've been called for a purpose. And Pastor hit on about, he talked about that um, testimony about the, I guess, he was talking about where the, the person was in heaven, and it was one guy that sat in the back, one sat in the front. It's kind of the same analogy. The man that kicked the dog, used all, well, dang, Rhonda. He stopped himself from kicking the dog, but he took all the grace that he had. And it brought me back. I told you I was getting punched because I remember in Kononia, I shared with the group. I don't know if you remember this, but the Lord had told me, Carolyn, you ain't using half the grace I gave you. I was like, oh, that, that don't really. <laughs> but it didn't really like, I mean, when he said it, it didn't resonate like good. But I was like, well, that, I need to figure out. What I'm not doing. You know what I'm saying? What what is it that I'm not hitting? What is it that I'm not yielding to or acknowledging? And so I've been declaring over myself, I'm a woman of God. Even when I want to kick the dog. Amen? You got to declare it when you ain't always looking shiny. He talked about the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like, you got to know. So I've been saying, I'm anointed. Pastor's been having us declare we're anointed, right? We're anointed, not anointed. 
So the other point was be on pursuit of building a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, let me hurry up. Uh, the next one was Jesus gave everyone gifts to everyone, every man. Uh, and we already talked about it, but all will not function. And so I don't know. Uh, is it possible we can pull up about the mustard tree? Pastor already gave this example, but I did think about the mustard tree. You know, we all been given the seed of faith, right? So I'll just declare it out for time's sake. And so I, I kind of was saying this to somebody behind the chair, and the Lord was showing me. Look at that. Look at that. That all came from a seed. It produces after its own kind, but many seeds is going to come from that result. So when the Bible says we have a seed, the faith of a mustard seed, but then also in that same uh, verse, he talks about you can say to the sycamine tree. So if it only takes a seed, but God's really desires for the full manifestation, that's the glory of the seed, the mustard tree. So if we want God's glory to be revealed, we got to grow in the seed, which is his divine nature. Amen? Because it's in us, and that's part of that grace and that faith working. He always talks about we serve an increasing God. I thought, I was thinking about that, and I was like, surplus, abundant God. So we have to increase, and that's why the prayer we pray is, Lord, help us decrease that. We may increase in the things, in the knowledge, in the wisdom, and in the power of God. Amen? So uh, that was my expounded thought about that. And then next is we are not all equal in the measure of the gifts of the faith. We can all function in the gifts, but the measure of the endowment and the level differs. Now, this was a thought for me. I'd already shared it with Pastor. I said... I've been just, this is my observation about Winner's Church. And I, this is, you, you guys got an assignment. So the assignment is, I want you to think about this first before I get to the assignment. That everyone in executive, they, they are increased and they they operate in an increasing measure of the gifts and the grace of God. And this is how you know. And if you don't know well, who are in the executive leadership, it's Hilda and David, Rhonda, Ted, and Debbie. Just think about how they operate, how they function. The Holy Ghost revealed, showed me that. And I was like, ooh. I was like, Amen. So your assignment is ask the Lord, pray, ask him to reveal what their gifts and their functions are. And then when you reveal them, just go up to them and say, does this work in you? I see this working in you. This is why, and this is why I'm saying, God wants us to highlight the gifts, the grace, the call, and the vocation in each and one of us. Because if we can't see it in each and every one of us, and your brother and sister, you ain't going to be able to appreciate it. But not only that, you're provoking it. You can't provoke something you can't see or acknowledge. 
So, and it also, you're exhorting. <laughs> That's what the word says. We are to exhort, to comfort, to build up, and to edify. So we're doing the word of God when we do this. And I do it pretty much all the time to some of these individuals. Well, because I, I operate in the grace of exhortation. So tonight I was like, Lord, help me to exhort. And I've been saying this year, help me to exhort in the spirit more. So as you guys begin, and if you already know your graces, if you already have an idea, begin to ask the Holy Spirit. Help you recognize them. Help you ex ex grow in them. Help you to go hire them and to function in the, in the Holy Ghost. Because that is the door for the supernatural. That is the supernatural. If you don't begin to acknowledge them in yourself and in others, you won't know how they work. Amen? Amen. So that's your assignment. They won't mind. Amen. So let's go to Ephesians 1. So tonight we're going to be talking about the diversity, the unity, and the fellowship of the Spirit. The gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I do. I feel a more seriousness come upon, is coming on me as I begin to do the things of God. I, I feel like I'm maturing um, in the things of God. Um, I think in past seasons I was more silly, kind of lasted days ago. I know. No one's saying no, curling that. No. So y'all agree or something? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> but that's okay because I'll agree. And you know, it's good that you, you learn to have that assessment about yourself, having that awareness, because that's really you taking inventory. Okay? And, and again, that's, that's, that's God. So let's go to Ephesians 4, um, 1 through 7, and I would like, if someone would like to volunteer, so anybody got any uh, questions or, or comments about the recap? All right. All right. By a show of hands, anybody? Would you like to read? Ephesians 4. All right, Nakia. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that is all good. Um, all of it is all good. 
But and I'm glad you read it in the amplifier because I forgot to tell you to read it in the amplifier. So thank you for that. I really do. I appreciate that a lot. So um, amen. So let's talk about diversity and what that means. So I looked it up, man. When you you studying and you researching some stuff, man, some of these words get real kooky. Uh, but the one that I I was like. Amen to was the same diverse variety, multi distinctive, and then it had endowments, and that was in the Webster's dictionary. And the reason why I like that is because that is just like First Corinthians twelve, the difference of the uh, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the working of His endowments on us, working through us. So, 6 says, One God and Father of us all, who is above all, sovereign in all. As you look at the nine gifts, they are all diverse as well, right? You'll find, but one of the things I found that was really cool was they're all three. Three subsections. You got three, three, and three makes up the nine. But also, three is the divine number for perfection, which makes up the Holy Spirit, the triune, the trinity. And that's where you get the triune. So diversity and unity, they work it together. Amen? So the trinity is found in the working of the spiritual gifts. So we ought to work together by the spiritual gifts. That's why we're going to begin to start looking um, not as the person, but look, looking at them by the spirit. Because that's what makes up the body. And then we're multi. God is multifaceted. And then the body is multicultural, multifaceted. And then he, man, if you look at it, he already had it planned out from the beginning. That he desires that the whole. So where you find unity is also found in Genesis. Come on now. In the creation. I think I'm going to stand up now. Come on, man. It's getting good. I tried, Pastor. But so when you have diversity, and, and, and Pastor talking about our, per, our, our church being diverse, but now it kind of brings a different meaning to it. Not only are we diverse, but we're, and our focus is unity, but we gonna flow with the unity of the spirit. Come on, shake it. So we have God the Father, we have Jesus the Holy Spirit according, and then let's run to 1 Corinthians 12. So one of the things that Apostle Paul tries to communicate is that. He doesn't want us ignorant, but I was like, I'll be nice because sometimes when I say a thing, it comes off a little harsh. And I don't want to do that. 
So I'm going to say we can be misinformed. Hallelujah. The Lord's helping me to speak to people, right? You know? Hallelujah. Lord, I give you glory. I praise you tonight. You are awesome. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for being our teacher. You're the one that teaches. Hallelujah. So I am going to start at, um, praise you, Jesus. One. And I'm, I'm going to do it in the Amplifier. It says, now about the spiritual gifts, the special endowments of the supernatural energy. So let us all say together, I have a special endowments of supernatural energy working in me, through me, and for me. Hallelujah. Yes, you do. Hallelujah. Glory. It says, brethren, I do not want you to be misinformed. You know that when you were a heathen, you were led off after idols that could not speak habitually as imposed and directed whenever the occasion might arise. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit could ever say, Jesus be accursed. And say, Jesus is my Lord, except by and under the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit. This is where I want to get to, number four, starting at four. Now, there are varieties and distributions of endowments and gifts. Sounds like diversity to me. Sounds like we're a diverse church. Sounds like God created a diverse body. Extraordinary powers distinguishing certain Christians due to the power of divine grace operating in their souls. Thank you, brother. I like that. It says, operating in their souls. But by the Holy Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, searches the mind of Christ. So if we're created in God's image and his likeness, we look like him, we talk like him, we should function like him. And I'm saying it that way because we need to get to start thinking that way. A lot of times we try to disconnect because a lot of believers out there, you hear it all the time. And this is my favorite, not really, but this is my favorite. Well, you know, Jesus knows my heart. He knows. Yeah, he knows. But we're created after him. So if you get someone you're trying to minister to, that's a great godly rebuttal. Yes. But we're created in his image. We're created in his likeness. So he's already provided a way for us to live higher, do higher, be higher. And respond by the Spirit. And there are distinctive varieties, service, and administrations, but it is the same Lord. Amen. 
So think about it. All of us, let's bring it home. You got all of us as individuals, and God is saying us because we're the body. Winners, I've given you some endowments. I've graced you, I've called you, and I've anointed you. Now, my giftings on you are different levels, different degrees, but it's the same spirit. It's the same Lord. Because as you are in me, I'm in you. And we, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, we were there in the beginning. We created you. So we know what you have in you. Darn it. Can't get out of it now. <laughs> but what's awesome is he's helping us identify who we are in him. So that means we all have a part to play of identifying the gifts, um, yielding to the gifts, and understanding the gifts. So the nine gifts, they're distinctive. They have variety. Say distinctive. Varieties. Operations. Okay, so this part is of the working to accomplish things. So it's going to come out different. So how you, same purpose. Now let's go to the mind of Christ. So our mind says we have a plan. We're going to outreach. Or we're going to minister as a church. We're going to outreach. That's something that's coming up, right? So when pastor says, all right, he gets up and he exhorts us or whoever exhorts us. Our mindset is this, this day forward, all right? We're going out because we're anointed, we're graced, and those endowments, those special uh, gifts, we're going to use them. So it don't matter how anybody prays, but how I pray, the Holy Ghost is going to show up and manifest. As I lay hands. As I lay hands, the gifts, the manifestations are going to show up. As I preach the gospel, it's going to influence and someone's going to get saved by the working of the Holy Spirit and by the grace of God. So, <laughs> I don't care how y'all do it, but do it with the Lord. Amen? Do it with the Lord. Do it with the Holy Ghost. That's all you got to worry about. Not how your sister do it, not how your brother do it, but how God the Father and the Son do it. Because it's the same Spirit, same Lord, but different administrations. Hallelujah. To accomplish, but what are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to build the kingdom. We're trying to advance the kingdom and destroy the works of the devil. The Bible declares that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So if he came to destroy the works of the devil, that is our mindset. Come on, Rhonda, now you're preaching. It says, but it is the same God who inspires, energizes them all in all. So, I guess you can't roll up with this half-hearted 
Do you know Jesus loves you? Has a, I don't know, a plan for your life? Um, I don't think that, that when, when you were saved and you was in the gutter, in the uttermost, uh, it didn't really matter how it came across, but we want to be one of being touched by God, being flu- infused with his spirit and his power. So we are winners, uh, we are different. We're different because we're marked by the Holy Ghost. We're different because God has called us. And we know right well in which we ought to do. So please, do it with a smile. Okay? Do it with a smile, but be fully persuaded. Today is that day of salvation that you come away changed because you understand that I'm anointed. It doesn't matter. You may not do it how I do it, but you're going to do it good. Hallelujah, because in the beginning, I'm getting tickled up here. Jesus, he created, and when he looked at his creation, he said what? He said what? It is good. So where is created? Doing something he's called us to do. So that's good too. Amen. So it's going to profit. Say it's going to profit. Um, Amen. So, but to each one of us is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Say manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So, the point I want to make is the gifts are very distinctive, all nine spiritual gifts. But it's as the Spirit will. We all know we can't force it. But here's the deal. Whether it be revelational gifts, power gifts. Just know this. However God wants to use, that's why I love what Paul Trocco says. I want what he wants, what God wants. If we want what God wants, then he's going to use you as the Spirit will. Just be open to the gifts of the Spirit. So it's not now, how are they going to work? How am I going to get them to work? Is she going to get them to work better than I'm going to get them to work? Because these are some of the things that I've sat and thought about. I'm sorry. I, I, I think like that. Like, how is it? What Pastor's talking about? How is this going to work? Do you have any questions so far? It's going to work because we first have to identify that we're anointed. Not only are we anointed, but we're grace, and they're gonna, the, the measure of your grace is going to be different. So the question is not how it's going to work. Maybe the question is, Lord, show me my graces. Change the prayer. We're going to be praying this week, Lord, show me my grace. Show me what I'm graced to do. Because the thing is, if you grace to do it, it don't matter if you in prison. It don't. Look, Apostle Paul got people safe and said, pray in prison. Come on, church. Amen. Joseph, the gift of the revelational knowledge worked in him in the prison. That's how he got to Potiphar's house. Let's talk about Stephen. 
He was full of the Holy Spirit serving. So the gift of servitude is important. Hello, who has the gift of serving? Okay, I helped y'all with one thing. Amen. Amen. That, you you got to be anointed. You got to be graced of God. But as you see in executive winter church, it's different administration. You may not get a Debbie and a Rhonda or a Rhonda and a Debbie or in a Hilda, but it all works together to profit with all. So when we say, I don't like how one do it, preferring the other, because that's what we're doing, preferring one over the other, we're missing it. We need all of it to work. Say, we need all of it to work. Because you know why? I need you and you need me. That's what brings the added value to the body of Christ. And so I love the other point, and let's summarize made this point too. Uh, Pastor talked about how the spirit of the world creeps in the church because the, word, the spirit of the world says it's by performance, right? Or everyone can do it. Now, I ain't, I'm just saying I wasn't good at math, but I do all right. But there are some that are good at math. Uh, this brother right here, I'm sure he's very good at math. He's an engineer and a inventor. I struggled with division and the measurement. I went to engineering school. I had to have the Holy Ghost help me. My teacher thought I was dumb because I was a cosmetologist. I said, Lord, I'm a shower. Sometimes God will let, you, let, let the Holy Spirit be glorified just to show and confound the wise. That's what he said we ought to do. Baby, I ended up with an A in there. She came back and said, I don't know how you did it. I got immediate favor. All of them was wrong. I went back, sat there, cried. I cried my eyes out. I said, Lord, I need your help. So the Bible says that the Holy Ghost will teach you. Do you know he will teach you, uh, teach you, he will make you smart than all your peers. Church, we, we, we undervalue the Holy Spirit. He will teach you. This is how you can get a job that you don't qualify for. I'm doing it right now. I don't even got a title's license, but I'm working in title. <laughs> I was only worked at a title place for a month. <laughs> don't tell me what God can do. And when you get in there, guess what I'm doing? I'm preaching. I'm, ex I'm exhorting. Look, I, didn't I got my whole row talking about Jesus. We get bad news. I said, no, no, no. I asked him, are you, are you a Christian? Well, why are you worrying about bad news? Jeremiah 29 says he has a plan for our life. So if it ain't here, he got to take us to the next step. They were like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But we can't do it. We can't evangelize without our graces, our giftings, our, and being purposeful. 
So when, so we miss God opportunities. Pastor also talked about uh, someone never get up here, but that's okay. You may be better at being an anointed listener and being one of counsel. The Bible says the spirit of wisdom. Listen, we all can ask for wisdom liberally, but we talking about the gift of wisdom. Um, how many know that a help in a problem? Amen. My God. All right, so uh, God's the plan and desire. This is his highest thought, guys. That we become a mighty army of the church by functioning in our graces, our gifts, of the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. He's saying that about you. I was like, Lord, that's awesome. So we're part of an awesome family. Amen. So we need to understand how to flow, how this operates. By the Spirit. So unity. So I said earlier that unity and diversity, they work together, right? Because we've seen it in, the, in 1 Corinthians 12. It says, uh, but to each one of us, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of the spiritual, this says the illumination of the Spirit for good and to profit. How many know that when we, when we allow ourselves, because we're already anointed, but I mean, when you work with the Holy Spirit and allow it to come upon you, man, that's when it's fun, fun, fun. You know why? Because you thinking you got to work hard. You ain't got to work hard. All you got to do is pay attention. And I'm telling you, that's when it gets good. Ask those in outreach. It gets good because we just seeing the Holy Ghost move. It seemed like everything we touched turned to gold. It'd be like, that's a song too. You got the mighty touch. Okay, there we go. I'm telling you. And it's not like, ooh, I can do whatever I want because there's boundaries to it. But it's like you get to see the, the mighty diversities of God. And it's like, it, it, it's like time goes quick. Friday, when we were doing it in the beginning days, kind of like in the flesh trying to get over in the spirit, it was like drudgery. It's like you had to faith it. Just to make it, like to get to outreach. Then you're like, put on a happy face. I'm going to save souls, lay hands on the sick. <laughs> Ephesians 4, that's what we come to do. Like, it was hard. I mean, in the earliest, but now you look back, it ain't that hard. It's like, who can I, who can God's goodness touch today, boy? I want to see something happen. Listen, it. You don't get to see a drunk, ho uh, homeless person get endowed and filled with the Spirit when you praying in a circle with some winners, and then he get filled to where he ain't drunk no more. Then he running down the street talking to other people. Now, he was begging for money. That's how he stopped us. And I said, silver and gold, I have none, but what I do have is the Holy Ghost. 
we, me, uh, Rhonda, and uh, Gaby. It was one Friday night, and I was like, we prayed. Man, the power was working, boy. Next thing you know, he was like, woo! He, he took off running. And it was like some people, like some, I think they were drug dealers, because he had a lot of money. Uh, at the record show, I'm not sure. <laughs> but the dude had a whole lot of money, and he was from out of town. They were filming a video, y'all. And he, we over on the other side of the street. And he running, and he like, then he ran across the street in Bricktown. And he came up to us. We ministered to somebody else. I think we, did we separate? I don't know if we separated or not. He was like, hey, guys, come minister to this, these guys over here. We like, what is wrong with him? Amen. I mean, you even almost have like a religious reproach because he's like, amen, brother. What are you? We're doing something here. And then he was like, he, he crying, y'all. He crying like, man, he was crying because he was trying to testify to them. And they gave him money. <laughs> he was like, I don't want the money. I just want to tell them about Jesus. Listen, as a result of him getting filled, he got what he was asking for. Come on, man. That only happens by the Holy Ghost. And we were shocked, too. I'm like, my God. I don't even think I really wanted to go that night. I don't think so. I, I don't know for sure. Not for sure. <laughs> Sharia, I always like going to outreach. <laughs> but it, it, that's, that's the God adventure. You get to see a man change. And what, what does the word say? That when we get, when we're filled with the spirit, what does it say? We turn into another man or woman. Come on. So, so that, that empowerment inspires, and it, it literally calls people to become another person. And you get to see their lives change as a result. Uh, another testimony was this, this guy that, I think he was gender confused. I'm going to say it that way. Sometimes he had a wig and makeup on. And sometimes he was a mime with women parts up top. I'm going to say it that way. But we seen him for like, he played, he did miming and drumming. We've been seeing this guy for over five years. You know the guy I'm talking about? Listen, that man had, had mental oppression on him. Do y'all know he walking around filled with the spirit, born again, looking like a man? Looking like a man! And then we found out he had AIDS. But listen, we ministered to that too, but it was further down the road. Now, not only is he uh, was drumming for money, he was like, I go to church, I play at church. He went to the church way somewhere else. One day he had a bad day and it was me and Cherie, <laughs> the power twins. We run up on him. <laughs> and that brother was like, he was in a bad way. Man, listen, y'all know when Cherie prayed, we was praying. Man, he got empowered. He wasn't sick no more. He was like, woo, thank you. Then some lady coming out just throwing away the trash. She's like, ooh, I want prayer. Can y'all pray for me? 
it was like fire. That's what the demonstration is too. It's like fire. The psalmist, it's a song when I went to church, it's like the Holy Ghost is like fire shut up in your bones. You can't get away from it. It's contagious. So when we get filled and we discover and uncover who we are, you are unstoppable, church. And I'm telling you, there are people that God has already ordained to meet you. So sometimes when I be wanting to give up, I think about it. Because he showed me like, he showed me one time. Pulling people out of line, going over a cliff. And the cliff had fire. It was like an abyss. You couldn't even see the bottom. And I just kept running, running down the line, pulling people out the line. It was like they were zombies just like walking, literally walking to their death, church. And I think about that. See, this is what God want to get across to you. you it, this is what, what it means when you align yourself and you really discover, because it's like even when you want to abandon your post, the weight of your responsibility to respond to your grace and your gifting, it, 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 it binds you. That's what Apostle Paul talks about. It binds you. Because it's so many times. It's so many times that the enemy will come in. It's so many times that the world will be commanding your attention. And God's like, and I, I had to say it this week. I said, Lord, I need your help, Holy Spirit. He said, Curlin, in your weakness, <laughs> my grace is sufficient for thee. You ain't going to always feel like it. But this is where the Holy Spirit will come alongside and help us. Help us. Help us. So, so, so the Father, let me go back. The diversity of the gifts make it all work together in unity because God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit are all working together in us and through us. Same Spirit, same Lord. Difference of administration. So somebody go to Genesis 1 real quickly. So God, we know, is the creator. He spoke into existence everything. In creation of the world, all three were there. See, he's pointing us back. And the difference is that these gifts of the Holy Spirit, these nine gifts are all encompassing the Trinity, the triune. So, it's not us going alone. I've never felt a, a more supported as I do right now. Because I know ministering even right now, I'm not alone. And sometimes that's how we feel. Like, I got to do this by myself. You're not alone. You have God the Father. You have God the Son. And we're co-laboring together as a body so you're not even by yourself there. You're not alone. I compel you to do 
and find out and discover who God is. Take these opportunities that you see around here. It's not to your detriment, but it's all for your good, to profit with all. So it's now responses. Oh, I don't know if I no, I can't I can't pray like Carolyn. I can't pray like Rhonda. I can't pray like Nikia. I can't pray like Ada. Guess what? Don't pray like you in the Holy Ghost. Pray like the Holy Ghost is so evident in you that you change the atmosphere. That your prayers make a difference. Your prayers change the atmosphere and the directory of somebody's life. Because now that you know that, you won't half-heartedly pray. Because it, to pray is to pray the Word of God, which is Jesus, the Word of God. Who got Genesis 1? Miss Rhonda, would you read it real quickly? Amen. He created the heavens and the earth. They were all together. John 1, 3, somebody get that. So Jesus is the Word manifested in the flesh. He was the word wrapped in flesh, came down to save us, to redeem us, to become our friend, and to do the work. And then the Bible says that we are to do greater works. Well, this is how. Because he left us the Holy Spirit. He got filled to show us if he got filled, then we get filled. And what happened? Soon as he got filled, he did his ministry. Come on now. So when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to do the works of the ministry. That's how we're going to do greater works because we can't do it on our own. So that even kills the, uh, the, the domino. I wish we can get this over to the denominations. Look, you're missing it. We're brothers and sisters, but you fighting because you think it's of old. No, you need it because what's happening in your church, in your people's life, they're not going to see victory until they get filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we all know that there are things we don't know. But in Romans 26, 27 says that the Holy Spirit bears the weak things of God. And it also reveals all truth. How many of us been in the back wall? We couldn't figure it out. We couldn't figure it out. But then when we thought about it and it said, Holy Spirit, would you help me? It showed up. Come on now. It showed up. And the more of the reality of who God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is, the quicker the manifestation will come. Because we know the word. We've been saying the word. But it's the spirit of the word that gives life to the letter. I've been praying and praying about my health. But in the last days, these the following days, the more and more I've been fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, the answers are coming. And I'm telling you, I've been, I'm living what I've been confessing. I will live and not die. I will never have to go get another blood transfusion. And that's when confession is made. As we believe, we speak as a heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You are our helper. You are our friend. You're not against us. You are for us. Hallelujah. Who got it? John 1, 3. 
Okay, read it real quickly. Amen. So all things are made. So that's why people need to be born again. They need to know that all things were created for them and by them. And it's only through Jesus. And then we have the precious Holy Spirit. But I made this point before, just in a minute ago. Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. How much more than our brother, our redeemer, our savior? He said, I go to prepare a place for you. But I don't leave you alone. I'm going to send you someone. Because I know you're going to need help on this earth. That your natural knowledge ain't going to be able to figure it out. See, that's why you can be real smart and stupid. Okay? We all know them. We all got them in our family. Some of us even dated them, but that's okay. So let's go to John 14. God don't want us ignorant, church. That's, and it goes back to that. He don't want us ignorant. He don't want us misinformed. What is the, we all know what it feels like when everybody knows something and I don't. You be like, what? My real thing is something. What? But when you, when you know, you know what I'm saying? When you know better, you do better. Well, come on, Jesus. Who got it? Louis, you got it. Thank you so much, John 14. <laughs> Y'all should have seen that, Louis. I mean, amen. 14. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Go, now jump to 23 and then read 24 for me. Say that one more time. Jesus answered him, if a person loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. So, <laughs> he said, if you love me, you'll keep my word. And then he says, I will, we will reveal ourselves to you. That's really, because anytime you talk about any one of them, you're talking about them all. Amen. The Lord showed me that. So, it's important. It's important that we spend time. So the next point is fellowship. The Holy Spirit is power of the word that has been proclaimed or spoken. It is the mind of God. While you still at John Luke, uh, Lewis, would you read 26 for me? But the comforter 
counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. So by the way of show of hands, hallelujah, how important is it for us right now as winners to begin to deepen our relationship with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> it's very, amen. That's our next assignment. Well, it should be our, our assignment, but that is an assignment that I would like because that was what the Lord was speaking to me about us. We got to get serious with our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because if that, he is the most important thing that will do all of those things for us. We got to understand. That's why I took my time and I, I went, I felt like the Lord took us this way. Because some people are still in their minds like, well, if I refer to the, the Jesus, am I missing, am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I making the God mad or, it, I, I'm sorry, I'm the only one thought this, but, or if you say the Holy Spirit, good morning, Holy Spirit, and you actually engage with the Holy Spirit, am I making Jesus feel bad? No, they're one. You're not making them feel bad. You're not leaving no one out because they're one. But these is the guidelines of instruction. So we need to be deferring to who? And you, as you defer to all of them, it's okay to have a relationship, a deep relationship with who? Say it like you mean it. Holy Spirit. Amen, the Holy Spirit. Because that's how we're going to get it done. Oh, yeah. Amen. So fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So when pastor asks us to, um, and I'm going to ask you, to, um, and I didn't bring the book. It's in the car. I'm not going to ask you to do it. I promise. <laughs> I was trying to get it. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Um, I'm trying to think where it is. But, uh, Rhonda got a, 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 a dick, ain't no telling what. No, I need good morning, Holy Spirit. Oh, oh, my, I got the older version. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Rhonda. Uh, Benny Hinn, again, was on a journey. And his journey was developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And as he did that, the reality of the Holy Spirit became so real to him. And so what you're doing too as well, you're digging those spiritual wells. But when you hang out with the Holy Spirit, so I was like this. So think about this. I don't know why our minds are always so robotical. I don't know why, but I always think, well, how do I do that? <laughs> how do you develop a relationship with somebody? Probably my problem. <laughs> but how do you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit? And this is why, um, leaders, I was trying to explain it this way about Cornelia and why we need to gather and hang out. Because if you don't know someone, you can't trust them, right? All those are married, raise your hand. Tell me. Because y'all helping me too. 
All right. If you don't hang out with them, you don't know what they like or dislike, how is that beneficial to your relationship? If you don't know their ways and you do something wrong, you could possibly be what? Single. <laughs> if it keep happening. <laughs> Depends on the level of their grace working, right? <laughs> um, if you don't... Um, communicate... And I mean, communication is a dialogue. So it's not, it's more of a ping pong, the momentum in the relationship. So if, you, if you're doing more talking than listening and vice versa, how's that relationship gonna work out? So this is what the Holy Spirit was conveying to me. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Praise God. I really am corny, guys. I really am. But y'all wouldn't know that if y'all don't hang out with me. So, <laughs> but it's something when you know a person. And so lately, I've been saying to certain ones that I, maybe I've been getting it wrong. Maybe as the body of Christ, we're getting it wrong. We're trying to know people by the flesh in the natural. And I think pastors talked about this, instead of by the spirit. Because here's the deal. When I serve and I go to outreach with Don, I know one thing. Don going to be like, so, he's just going to go up to you. And I have great confidence. So when we going out, if he, he leave, I know he going to minister to somebody. I ain't got to be, where is he going? What is he doing? He going to do what he going to do. He'll come back. <laughs> but if some of us still are on a different page, and we're like, well, last year, Curlin said something really raunchy and crazy to me, so I'm not... But you'll never discover or find out really what I'm, what I'm capable of by the Spirit or vice versa. Listen, may, may I pick on you a little bit, Michael? Michael, man, I'm telling you, Michael jokes a lot, but when he gets over there in knowledge, listen, he be on it. And sometimes when he say something, and we always, I, I start to find out when he say something, getting ready to say something real profound, he'll always say, man, it may sound stupid, but. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Twyla, since y'all won. Twyla, she's quiet. She's observant. She be in the cut. Twyla get, she get to going. Listen, them hands going up, and she gets in there, reckless abandon. Miss Debbie? You see her in worship, and she go, woo! Listen, you can forget it, baby. She over there in, in glory. Okay? Rhonda, we all know Richard Simmons on steroids, right? Because she going to be. <laughs> in the name! And she going to give you the finger. Not the middle, guys. That's right. I, I, you're my friend. You're my friend. Some of the new ones, I'm figuring you out. 
Everybody know about me. Probably loud, gonna be in your face. Probably say something slightly inappropriate, but I'll fix it because I'm growing up. But I love Jesus. I do. Listen, Brother Tyler, listen. In worship, you going you see them hands lifted, and he looking like a preacher. He over there. He touches tummy. Listen, the Lord is working. Because this is what Tyler always say. I just feel, I feel the Lord is working. You might like, Tyler be right for the Holy Ghost. He said, no, he's here right now. Ayla, for years, we would be at revival. I would just look at Ayla and start crying. I'd be like, ah! Ayla was my catcher or something. Like, Ayla was always near. But Ayla is silent and powerful. You can't quite locate her, so she's kind of like a spiritual ninja with a little thundercat, if you know what I'm saying. She go in and come out, you know? She just... She, I'm like, Ayla. <laughs> but you know, Ayla's efficient. She's very exact. Let's see. Everybody kind of new. I don't want to pick them. But I've been working with Lou. Listen. Uh, Lou, he is a machine. He, he casually gets you saved, boy. He swoop <laughs> on you. I know how Nakia married him now, boy. I'm like, Lou, listen, Lou will get you saying pushing basket with the baby, baby. I'm like, come on, Lou. I think we had seen y'all at the mall doing outreach. <laughs> I was so, I was like, Lou, so we gonna, you know, and when you lean, it's a different expectancy. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to show up. Like Brother David said, you got to show up. So I was praying. Man, listen, Lou, when he ministers, man, brought me to tears. I said, Lou, you better not never. Then I, I you know, I'm a kind of, I'm naturally aggressive. I was like, Lou, you've been holding back. You better not never. Man, he prayed. This lady had a special needs baby. She was looking for a church. And, and you know, I was kind of like a mom slash double Dutch queen. Like, do I need to get in there? Lou got it. Lou got it. Lou, you got it? You got it? <laughs> but it took the Holy Spirit to be like, just chill, Lou God. But you know what happened? For love of God rose up in Lou. Man, it brought me to tears. Because I never seen him minister before. So sometimes we be counting people out like, y'all don't be thinking y'all what y'all got with us. Y'all be sitting on something for real. But one thing I know about, let me, and I said it, I kind of went on a tangent, but going back to Michael. Michael, when he gets over there, I've never seen it before. Y'all watch him ministering. He has a rough exterior, but when the Holy Ghost get on Michael, boy, he be, he be getting older in the Holy Ghost. It takes a lot, I say, for men to, to um, unveil themselves in the spirit. So when I see it, it's an expression of the Lord. And y'all don't know, men, when y'all get over there like that, it helps us. Because not only that, we see that divine nature working. And then you don't know how you minister to other men. 
especially if you are naturally a, a strong man. You know what I'm saying? Not like instrument. I'm not saying you're weak. But you know what I'm saying? When I see my brothers like Lou here lately has been worshiping, this brother, man, listen. He be getting up there. I'll be like, come on now, now. I'm little, and I know I'll be getting it up here in worship. But when a man has reckless abandon, listen, y'all helping. Y'all don't know how much y'all bring in the realm of the spirit. Because the enemy is constantly telling you, men don't act like this. Men don't do this. You a man. No, that's the spirit of the world. But when you unveil yourself before your heavenly father and you send Jesus, I'm willing to let myself go and show the nature. And, and that's what I'm going to say about the Holy Spirit. He has a very tender nature. That's why they reverence him as the precious Holy Spirit. That's what um, Benny Hinn says. Oh, I got to hurry. Oh, man. So... My book has big writing, Rhonda. <laughs> so during one of my first encounters with the Holy Spirit, I had an experience that moved me to tears. Just as simply as I am talking to you, I asked him, what am I supposed to do with you? Would you please tell me and what you'll be like? Honestly, I was like, this is Ben, uh, Pastor Ben, Benny Hinn. I thought we would close with this. He said, ciao. Would it be like a child learning, trying to learn? And I felt that he would not be angry with my honest questions. Here's the answer the Holy Spirit gave. I am the one who fellowships with you. And like the snap of a finger, the verse flashed before me. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit will be with you all. Second Corinthians 13, 14. I thought, that's it. The Holy Spirit is the one who communes, who fellowships with me. Then I asked, how can I fellowship with you, but not with the Son? And he responded, that is exactly as it should be. I am here to help you in your prayers to the Father, and I am here to help you pray to the Son. Immediately, my entire approach to prayer changed. It was as if I had been handed a golden key that unlocked the gates of heaven. From the moment on, I had a personal friend who helped me speak to the Father in Jesus' name. He literally guided me to my knees and made it easy to communicate with the Father. What a fellowship. That is what the Holy Spirit longs for, your fellowship. Amen. I pray has this been a blessing to you? Like I said, when you begin to talk about, <clears throat> man, when you begin to talk about the precious Holy Spirit, he, he's like that child I was talking about. We've all seen it around here when we try to talk to the kids and they tuck behind their parents because they trust them. The Holy Spirit is like that with God the Father and the Son. 
He's only here to help us, guys. He's only here to, to extend what he knows to help us. And it's out of our misunderstanding and religion that keeps us separate for even approaching him in the way. But this is why I want to get you the book, because Benny Hinn's journey, and it's amazing how he was able to catch your capture it in the book. So the book is not a manual like you do this, you do this. It's more of like what I'm talking about. By the Spirit, it inspires. It motivates you to want not what Benny Hinn has, but that you go on this divine journey to discover. I want to know the Holy Spirit. I want to know him. And that's why Pastor Paul had the revelation. I want to know him in the power and in the resurrection. That's how he was able to do and write third of the Bible. Because even when he was in diverse tragedy and, and people forsaked him, and God knows all the stuff he went through, there was a power that he had access to that made it all worth it. And I'm saying that's, that's really it. We're not going to be able to avoid all the things that happens along with ministry. I think that's what some want to avoid. Well, I don't want to get too close because, and then we, other people have attached it to church. But when you begin to, to seek and to, inquire and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it helps you to abound in diverse situations. Does that make sense? So this is how I was just kind of looking at my life and my church life. We all can speak about it, right? This is how you were able to go through church splits, church hurts, church abandonments. Because the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the work of his spirit, kept each and every one of us. And so, he's been keeping us. He's going to always keep us. So, this is why you can do it. This is how we're going to do it. Amen? So stand on your feet. If you felt like that, like, man, that was me. Like, man, I want a relationship with the Holy. I want a greater relationship with the Holy Spirit. Just come to the front. Or raise your hand. Come on. We have some great ministers. See, the thing is, I'm learning that I don't have to do this alone. This is not an I ministry. This is a we. So I'm going to call out the executive elders. But I do want Twyla and, um, and Michael to come up. So Miss Rhonda, Miss Debbie, I guess Ted went to the bathroom. I'm not sure. So that's the one thing. But if you're like, man, I want to be filled with his spirit. Tonight's that night. 
And so as God has empowered me, he's empowered us all. But we're going to pray for you tonight. Miss Ayla, will you come? Tyler. I don't have to tell you what to do. Everybody knows what to do. But God is moving right now. And you, you see some people that is walking it out. And they're trusting in the living God. To get it done by spirit. So I'm going to be praying. But I want each one of you guys, my brothers, my sisters, this field, the leaders, to just go and ask them. So if you felt like this resonated with you and you want a closer walk, they're going to pray for you tonight. If you want to be filled with the spirit, they're going to pray the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you're going to begin that journey, that journey of discovery in the power, in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit. All right. All right, guys. You just go and pick someone out, whoever you feel drawn to. Make a shake it the bend. Say, bend so go to the mouth, so go to the bass. Say, to the because so make it easy. Say, to the because so make it easy. Thank you.